welcome to Weird Sisters Podcast, where we get into the rawness of magic, pagan spirituality, and all the shit that goes along with it. We are your hosts, Maya Ravensong and Miss Dossalette. In this episode, we are talking about gods and goddesses 101 kind of basic ideas. Just the, the beginnings of things. We don't want to get too in-depth to some concepts on, you know, what all the different theisms are, um, because that can get very bogged down um, in technical terms. But there are a lot of questions in paganism in general about what are or who are the gods and goddesses, wouldn't That's you say? Absolutely. And, you know, we're not going to get into particular gods and goddesses in this episode. Um, we're just really talking about gods and goddesses as a concept and how it relates to our practices. Fair enough. So uh, all gods and goddesses are one. Um, each individual deity has its own personality. Uh, we look at nature as a deity in itself, and yet each item in, in nature also has a spirit and has a name and is deity in of itself. That means there are many gods and goddesses. They are um, all different aspects of deity that we can choose to interact with and um, interact with them in many different ways. There are many different kinds of aspects. Um, some people only interact with one, some interact with many. And the form deity takes can be different for different people. Even the same deity can take different forms uh, with different people. Um, and that's including creatures that some other people think are imaginary. That is fair. Just because other people doesn't don't believe in it doesn't mean it's not there. Very true. Uh, we are divine. The energy of divinity is a part of us. As pagans, we emphasize the bright aspects of the divine and magic because this gives us purpose to grow and evolve to higher realms. We don't bow in fear, uh, but out of respect. Sometimes it's fear. Sometimes. But it's not the fear of, like, retribution or damnation. It is a, a fear of more of a, the weight of responsibility and the choices that we are about to make. Which is very fair, considering that, you know, oftentimes when you're doing something like this, you, you're dealing with things that are a lot bigger than what you initially think you're dealing with. Totally so. fair. <laughs> Be careful. Right. Uh, we look at the mind, body, spirit is a temple. And the deity can be honored, spoken to, or invited in. The earth is alive, conscious, and she, he, and he, her creatures are divinity and need to be honored. Um, they, them creatures of divinity need to be honored. Uh, we can talk about divinity, um, talk to divinity, and it can choose to talk back or not. That's totally fair. And how it does so is completely different for different people, for different deities. You sometimes will personally deal with a deity who talks back to you in one way and then talks back to you in a different way. Fair. Um... They can choose, divinity can choose to meddle in the, fair, in the affairs of our lives, us earthlings. Um, they can choose not to as well, no matter how many offerings and petitions you give. And sometimes they meddle when you don't want them to. That's so true. Um, and sometimes they uh, ha 
have you be beholden to them. And, you know, you have to do certain acts and services, um, like you can't tell lies or you have to go to law school. Indeed. You have to be, uh, you have to be their conduit in ways, you know, whether you're choosing to reach out to them is not always the choice necessary. They may decide to reach out from their side. Fair enough. And sometimes it goes way back for a long time and you don't even realize that they have been a part of your life until suddenly they hit you with bricks. Yep. That is, yep. Personal experience <laughs> there. Personal experience there. Uh, being pagan is like relinking with the life force of nature. You know, uh, white people in general have been disenfranchised from their indigenous beliefs. And um, by relinking with nature and rediscovering the divinity um, in that life force of nature, both in the planet and the stars and the space beyond, you can kind of reclaim some of your heritage. That is fair. And something that we are sorely lacking in, unfortunately. And definitely, uh, you know, one of the ways we can help to improve our connection and conversation with Earth and with deity by, you know, learning about those practices and honoring them. Very fair. Uh, pagans honor the old goddesses and gods as visualizations of eminent nature. We see them as a personification of the divine male and female or gender fluid or non-binary aspects. Now, I know that may seem a little odd that um, there may be gender fluid or non-binary aspects, but if you look in nature, it is all over the place. There are all kinds of um, insects and uh, microscopic creatures uh, that don't have a gender. Absolutely. Um, they change gender as they need to. Yes, there are frogs that do that, as we saw in uh, Jurassic Park. As we saw in Jurassic <laughs> Park. Let that be a lesson to us all. Um, so it, there are separate gods and goddesses, each with their own personalities, their habits, their faults, their likes and dislikes and cultures. Um, and some of these ideas are paradoxical, um, but the view you take on them depends on what you're trying to do and if they have spoken to you. Completely fair. Our religion, um, it's really not a series of precepts or beliefs. It's really rather about, um, what we believe within ourselves, that we have the capacity to reach out and experience the mystery the feeling of just ineffable oneness with all life and those who wish to experience this transcendence they have to work and create and participate in their you know personal individual religious and spiritual lives that has to be a big part of how to create that bond yeah and that is one of the reasons why um, cubs and circles and tribes and kindreds and uh, groves are usually small groups um, which give room for each individual to contribute to the efforts of the group by self-knowledge and creative experimentation um, within the agreed-upon structure. 
Now what we are doing with Weird Sisters is we are opening up that group dynamic to a wider audience. It's an experiment. Um, yeah. But I think um, the content and the knowledge that we have to share and the content and knowledge that we're going to get back from people will totally be worth um, being bigger than what would normally be traditional. Absolutely. Absolutely. Building that, that larger group to share with. Right. Um, so the gods come from the source. Um, and the source is not really a personified thing. It is all genders and no genders all at once. Um, you can say it defies classification. It creates and is creation all at once. Uh, again, that's kind of a paradox, but these deities represent energy forms, symbols, power, archetypes, human death, inspiration, creativity. Understanding of deity is clearly poetic. It's metaphoric or even symbolic. Some paganism doesn't really emphasize theology or the study of the divine. It's um, really gets into a lot of other things, but the concepts of God, goddess, come from kind of reflecting the popular beliefs, not necessarily any academic or dogmatic beliefs in particular. Yeah, yeah, like the, the triple moon goddess, very, very popular, is not actually academically correct. Unfortunately so. Um, but does it need to be? I don't think I don't think so. it does. I mean, they each honor, um, you know, an aspect of a woman's um, life from, you know, her early years into her more um, childbearing type years and then her older years. Um, uh, and while that wasn't necessarily something that academia says was, you know, worshipped in the Wayback Time Machine... Uh, I don't think it makes it any less valid seeing those connections now. Not at all. Not at all. I think um, worship in, you know, in this way, and since, you know, we are dealing with connecting to the gods and the goddesses, um, I think that there's going to be a lot of things, perhaps, that one feels are true to them that are not necessarily something that is written uh, and documented historically. Fair. Now, I... I say that on the one hand, but the thing that comes around every Easter that talks about Ishtar being associated with Easter and how eggs for her meant fertility and bunnies for her meant fertility, when that is so not true, drives me up a wall because Ishtar is not about Easter. She was, you know, a Syrian, Sumerian type of time period, and Easter is Ostara, who was a Germanic. Uh, goddess associated with eggs and bunnies. So um, while divine revelation on some aspects I think is totally cool, but you don't get to change things like that either for me. It drives me crazy. That is understandable. <clears throat> and I think, you know, unfortunately, there's disinformation and then there is uh, divine revelation, you know, and, and those two things can exist at the same time. Um, there can be divine revelation where someone believes something is true because it was revealed to them as true that perhaps is not academically sound or has not been proven academically. 
But in the case of Ishtar, we have academic proof specifically, and we can kind of follow the line of facts to see where that kind of disconnect is happening. So, you know, I mean, a person could certainly argue that for them that is divinely revealed and that that is for them true, and that's their truth, and I everyone had, has their own truth. <laughs> I had somebody say that to me when uh, when I was having this discussion when that meme came up, and I was just, uh, how do you argue with that? That's you, a tough you, call. You really can't, so, uh, you know, but I also want to make sure people are given the factual information when it exists. Absolutely. Um, you know, pagans define their understanding sometimes of deity as pantheism. And that is basically that div divinity is identified with the natural material world. And it means that the, basically that the earth is sacred and alive. And that for me really resonates. Um, the earth is sacred and alive. Plants are conscious. Absolutely. We're proving it more and more with science every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that definitely ties in further um, as we're kind of continuing that thought process. Um, since most pagans believe the earth and its inhabitants live in a complex of inner relationships that science calls the ecosystem. And furthermore, that they completely agree with the discoveries of the natural sciences, often interpreting them as proof for their belief in the web of life. This is pretty much how pantheism works. Right. And I think that that does tie back into what we were just discussing um, about how you can have truths occurring that perhaps were not academically true because previously that wasn't the case. Life has changed on Earth. And so how we are connecting and what we are doing now is going to be different from how they were connecting and what they were doing then. Right, right. Um, and also, you can't really academically prove that we are divine, cloaked in human form. But that is definitely a very common con conception that many pagans have. Um, that, uh, um, you know, does the god really die? That's a question that, that is... comes up. That's a big question. And these are, you know, an, a, more of those things, I think. Um, for, for me, the reality is that the death of the god during the Wheel of the Year is not the same as our eventual death. Our death will be more like the transformation of, a, you know, the caterpillar into a butterfly. Um, when we die and are reborn, the materials will be the same, but the form will definitely be different. The god transforms, but he transforms between his different aspects. So for him, the transformation of death is not the same because he cycles through his aspects. The god will always be the god, though we will live again, it will not be the same. Which is very understandable. And I think uh, a concept that I think most people can comprehend. Uh, some people have trouble with the fact that, you know, the god dies and yet she the goddess is also pregnant with him at the same time yes and that's for you know for humans as we think about our own life cycles that can be confusing um however you know we are dealing with deity at this point and so deity um has to remain in some degree in in my beliefs also um as a kind of perpetual right it's still the same occurrence 
even though it's happening sometimes in two places at once, right. it is still the same because it, it is all a part of the source and the source is, you know, all encompassing. So that can be the case. Right. Versus how it does occur for us as humans. Those manifestations are like a spiral um, more than, you know, a linear line. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think with a lot of what we've discussed here, um, probably another one of the questions that comes up for people is, you know, now that we've talked about what the gods are, how do we really begin to honor them and build this relationship with them? And, uh, you know, we as pagans strive to show honor to uh, the gods and goddesses every day, all day, not just during rituals. Uh, one way, you know, that people can do this, you can set up one or more shrines or groves or sanctuaries where you can visit with the gods and meditate. Um, doing that at least once a day can really start helping to build um, that bond with you. And if you can't find somewhere that's a permanent meditation spot, if that's not practical for you, um, you know, a lot of us are at the moment stuck inside with mm -hmm. family members and animals and, you know, roommates or whatever. So having a perpetual spot may just not be an option for some people. Um, but you can still find a quiet place and, you know, a quiet time to devote even a few moments just to acknowledging the gods and rededicating yourself to them and thanking them for what you have learned and gained through your practice. Very, very true. Uh, for me, you know, bath time is a spiritual time for me. Um, I have uh, crystals that are permanently in my downstairs bathroom. Uh, nobody else uses that particular tub, so it's mine. And um, so they stay there and I take a bath with them every time I take a bath. And um, it isn't necessarily, you have to bow and scrape and, you know, be all monk-like, but you want to develop a relationship with the divine and by reaching out to them going hey i think you're pretty cool i would like to you know have a friendship uh that's all it really takes to start that that is 100 percent um, true i think uh you know we have a practice between the two of us actually where um we text each other every day mm -hmm. And it's, you know, that is how you continue to have a relationship with someone. You know, it's another building block and things. And so when you take that time out for deity, just like you would for a good friend, and, you know, just spend a few minutes of your day, you know, your morning when you're having coffee, you're, for me, it's usually when I get out of my car after I've arrived to work before I go inside and I'm just breathing in the air and being out in the world, um, that I can take a moment and remind myself where I am in things and reach out to deity and just be like, hello, hi, just checking in for the day, just letting you know I was thinking about you. That's awesome. I didn't know you did that. That's pretty cool. Uh, some other ways um, is to honor them is to make sure that you are not just talking the talk, that you are actually walking the walk for what you stand for. And as pagans, that means reduce, reuse, and recycle. And reminding other people to do that. It is advocating for recycling at your work. Um, I made that happen at the last place that I worked. There was not a recycling program. Other people said that they had mentioned it to the manager, but they didn't really, you know, follow through. And I was pushy. And so uh, they implemented a recycling program. Now, I don't know if they still do that, um, but they did um, at that point. So being aware and appreciative of all that you have and um, fostering healing and protecting the planet 
um, in whichever way that means for you because that's you know different for pe different people absolutely absolutely some of us uh, some of us are bringing lawsuits and uh, you know others are doing more direct action I there you know there have been obviously there's protests and walks and letter writing campaigns and you know people who are teaching who are out there doing outreach programs and being a part of the community um, we're all striving in our personal lives to do better. And that's a big part of the process, I think, for all of us, you know, and this is another one of those things that helps um, to make you be the best person that you can be, that this is what this path is leading you towards. Being consciously aware of the space that you take up and your connection to that space and how you can serve your community and the gods and the goddesses is a, a big part of that because that's going to help you find your own personal strengths as well. Totally agree. So we understand that the gods are as individual as humans and that it's not really possible to get to know them on a personal level without respecting that individuality. That is so true. And, um, you know, a word to the wise with that. Um, you, you need to respect them. Th these are energies that you are dealing with that have their own preferences, their own personalities, their own thoughts as, you know, mischievous or kindly as they may be. And if you're not respectful of them, um, you, when you're reaching out to them, you can land yourself into a, in a bit of hot water. Sure. Or, you know, if you had a relationship and you, you know, ignore them and don't do the things that you agreed to do, they can just quit helping. Absolutely. Um, you know, or even put kinks in your life. That's always fun. So I think that we have covered um, the basic ideas of what uh, gods and goddesses are for the most basic 101 kind of uh, information. Uh, later podcasts, of course, we'll get more in depth with different things. Um, our next one is going to be on circle casting. So that's exciting. That is exciting. Uh, I am Maya Ravensong. I'm Miss Docelette. And uh, we are with Weird Sisters. Thanks for joining us, and we hope that you have a magical day.